everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Well, the angel's words probably would have been banned or flagged on social media because they were controversial. They weren't inclusive enough. They were sort of radical. Listen to these words found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. Here's an angel. He says to a bunch of shepherds, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all of the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That is a controversial statement. That's a statement, obviously, of good news. But as we've been talking about, and as we've seen, 2020 has been anything but good news. The coronavirus, craziness, corruption. I don't know how many of us want to be home for Christmas because we've been locked in our homes for so long. (laughs) I can't wait for 20. 21. Everywhere I've turned, bad news and some more bad news. And let me hear even some more bad news. And the net effect of all of this is so many of us have suffered with anxiety and depression. And we've suffered with things well beyond COVID craziness or corruption. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe someone is deathly ill. Maybe You've gotten a bad report from the doctor. Maybe you have a trauma in a relationship. 2020 has been full of bad news. Well, not to be a doggy downer. Now and then people will come up to me. I'm sure they do the same thing with you. They'll go, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. Which one do you want first? Now, I've done a straw poll, and invariably we say, well, hit me with the bad news first, because we think if we have the good news after the bad news, the good news will sort of cancel out the bad news. And that's kind of how we roll. Isn't that true? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, it's true for me. I think it's true for you as well. Christmas, this is a little bit of a shocking statement, but I have some, some, some solid ground that I'm standing on to make this statement. Christmas is full of good news and bad news. You might be saying, Ed, get out of town. Christmas? Christmas? Bad news? Several weeks ago, Lisa and I were having dinner with some friends and this young lady looked at Lisa and I and she said, you know, I'm not gonna send out Christmas cards this year. She said, how can I talk about joy and laughter and peace when it's been so full of bad news? And we were like, yeah, I I can kind of understand that. Christmas, though, has good news and bad news. So let me give you the bad news first, okay? I mean, it's it's just gonna be a little while. So so don't look for the exit signs too fast, okay? Don't, don't, Don't count ceiling tiles too rapidly, but just a little while, let me give you some bad news about Christmas. Have you ever thought about that first Christmas? 
just for a second, what was going on in the world? Man, the world was totally jacked up. The world was fragmented. The Bible says that God hadn't really done anything as far as speaking to people for 400 years. Theologians call it the the years, the decades, the centuries of silence. So spiritually, it was rugged. On top of that, Israel, as as a nation, they were highly, highly fragmented. And and even moreover, the Roman government had Israel under their thumb. So bad news, bad news, and more bad news. Are 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 you feeling me? And then if you think about some of the heavy hitters in that first Christmas account, that story, you've got Mary engaged, a virgin. She takes a pregnancy test and sees those two pink lines. And she's like, what? I'm pregnant. Bad news. Because back in biblical times, if you were pregnant out of wedlock, they would stone you. And I'm not talking about this kind of stone. I'm talking about rocks. They would take you out. That's how serious it was. How about Joseph? I mean, guys, put yourself in his sandals, all right? Here's Joseph, this ruggedly handsome guy. He's looking forward to the wedding and all that, and he finds out his fiance is pregnant. Bad news. And then, months later, Mary and Joseph, and it was just a miraculous thing that they stayed together, Mary and Joseph find out because of a census, they've got to travel all the way to Bethlehem. And and Mary, nine months pregnant, had to ride on the back of a donkey to get there. Ladies, that's bad news. Then they try to check into the Four Seasons and the Four Seasons, you know, they go, oh, I'm sorry, we're fully committed. Bad news. And then the manager was like, but there is a barn out back. And if you have the child, you know, you can have the child in the barn. Do you think Dr. Doom would like that? All of the germs, zero social distancing. It was nuts. Bad news. And then we have the savior of the world. The supernatural meeting the natural. Being born in an ordinary piece of farm furniture. I'm talking about Jesus. It's bad news. Bad news was everywhere. In 2017, I had open heart surgery. I had a mitral valve prolapse I was born with, a little thing on my valve that wasn't working right. Just to fix that, they cut me from stem to stern, stopped my heart, breathing the whole nine yards, five hours. They repaired me, and now I'm better than ever. However, I've often thought about all of the meetings with the doctors and with this this surgeon who performed this surgery. I've often thought, what if he had just told me good news? Like, what if he said, Ed, I just want to tell you, man, you're in good shape. You're in your 50s. You played college basketball. You ran marathons and... You even have a personal trainer at the time I did? Wow, you're doing great. I don't want to give you any bad news, just the good news. Everything's fine. 
See you later. Had the doctor said that, I would not be here today because the doctor told me the bad news. It ended up being good news, but he told me, if we don't do the surgery rapidly in six months, you're going to die. That will get your attention. So bad news is not always bad, and good news is not always good, but I will tell you that we have to know how bad the bad news is to understand how good the good news is, because the good news I'm talking about is much deeper than just saying, it's all good. Yeah, I'm good. Good night, good day. It's much deeper than that. This bad news though, attacks even you and me because the Bible says that Jesus was born in a manger. It says that Jesus is the savior of the world. That's what the angel said. I bring you good news of great joy. That'll be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior, who is Christ the Lord. Why, I'm a why guy, why, why was Jesus born in a manger? One word answer, you ready for it? It's negative, it's bad news. Sin. I said it, the S word. Sin. We don't want to talk about sin anymore. We say, my bad, it's just a mistake, an error in judgment. I take full responsibility for my behavior and I get it. Sin though, sticks to us like lint to Velcro. Sin, I am a sinner. I have a sin nature. If you don't believe in a sin nature, just have a kid and watch the kid. No one gave me sinning lessons. I just know how to sin. So we have this problem, it's bad news. On one hand, God is loving, God is righteous, God is holy, God is good. Did you know that? When, when, when I say good, when the Bible says God is good, that means complete and total goodness. His goodness is intrinsic. He doesn't need some outside force to make him gooder. He doesn't need clicks and likes or popularity. Oh, wow. God doesn't say, now I really feel good. Now I can be good. No, he is good. We serve a good God and God is so good, he can't even glance at sin or wink at sin or hydroplane over sin. Everybody's a sinner. It's like, an apple tree. I grew up in Canton, North Carolina. We had an apple tree in our backyard. And this apple tree, I remember, was, was kind of messed up. It didn't have that many apples, but it was still an apple tree. Our next door neighbor, I remember the guy's name, Chipper Powell. Man, Chipper was a daredevil, riding motorcycles all the time. Anyway, off the subject. Chipper had an apple tree and this thing was just like heavy with apples. Dozens and dozens and dozens of apples. Question, are both trees apple trees? Answer, yes. Even though our tree just had a few and the rest of the tree was kind of rotted out, compared to Chipper's tree, wow, Chipper had all of these apples, yet at the core, <laughs> they're apple trees. 
So you might be going, well, you know, I don't sin as much as her. I mean, I'm not as bad as that guy. I mean, come on. At our core, and that might be true. We're still self-centered sinners. And the Bible says this, and this is bad news, but then it follows it up with good news. Romans 3, 23 through 25. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God's standard of goodness, because God is good, is perfection. Just drop the mic. That's bad news. He's perfect. So the only way God can accept you and me is looking at us and saying, all right, you're perfect. But guess what? We screwed that up a long time ago. We're in a serious problem. We're in a serious situation. There's a cosmic chasm separating man from God because of sin. Remember, God's not gonna lower his standards of goodness. He's not gonna say, boys will be boys, girls will be girls. We're all sinners to the core, like those, like those apple trees. So, so here, here's the good news. The bad news is, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, the good news is, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. That is good news. So when we know how bad the bad news is, then we can understand how good the good news is. That's some good stuff. So sin leaves a shortfall. Also, sin brings death. Again, this is negative, but it's going to get positive. Just stay with me. Sin brings death. The compensation for our conduct is condemnation. We deserve death. One bad mood, one off day, one impure thought, and you have a cosmic chasm separating yourself from a holy God. The Bible tells us this. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. That's bad news. The good news is, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. This whole word we, we say all the time, savior, it actually means rescuer. Isn't that awesome? We were drowning and God sent Jesus to rescue us in our sin. God could have said, well, you know what? Too bad. I'm going to delete you. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to scrub you out. I'm going to nuke you because, because you messed up. But remember, God is good. His goodness is intrinsic. His goodness is independent. His goodness, the Bible says, is even aggressive. God is so aggressive, and we don't think about this when we think about goodness, that he did something about it. He tapped the second person of the Trinity on the shoulder, Jesus Christ, who took on the human form. He put flesh on, was born in an ordinary piece of farm furniture, as I said earlier, lived his life. He was persecuted. He was betrayed. He was messed around. Yet, through all of the temptation, through all of the trials, he was perfect. His standard of goodness was perfect. And then, at 33 years of age, he voluntarily crawled on a cross and paid for your sin and mine. So, if we apply what Jesus did for us on the cross, God looks at us and he goes, whoo, I see my son Jesus. Jesus has paid 
the penalty, the price for the sins of the world. And then even, even something better, some, some, some great news, after three days, Jesus rose again. So this whole thing is, is because of God's irrational, one-of-a-kind love. So the bad news is we're sinners in need of a savior and God met our greatest need by sending Jesus. So the work has been done. But you know, whenever you talk about bad news, I don't know if you're like me, I think you are. Bad news will quickly segue into fake news. <laughs> fake news, you know, have you, have you noticed there's, there's no such thing as news anymore? Have you noticed that? It's just opinion, editorializing. There's no news. Everybody has their spin. Fake news. Think about, think about the angel. What a reporter. This guy had some serious sources. He had, he had God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He saw them coexistent, co-eternal. He saw God speak the world into existence. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. He saw the enemy, Satan, try to attempt a kingdom coup. He saw Satan cast down to earth with a third of the angels who were now the demons on planet earth. He watched the matriarchs and patriarchs write the Old Testament. So this guy has some sources, man. So he comes up to these shepherds pulling an all-nighter, bad news, and they probably think, are we in Area 51? What's the deal? And all of a sudden, he says again, I bring you good news of great joy for unto you is born this day in the city of David, his Savior, which is Christ the Lord. But see, word on the street says, this is the fake news, word on the street says, and I just talked about it a second ago, that if we're, if we're good, our goodness, and obviously man can do good things away from God, but even we do good things, our good things, my good things fall miserably short of God's standard of goodness, which is perfect. But, but see, word on the street says that our good works sort of mitigate, we've heard that phrase before, right, that word. It, it'll, it'll mitigate the bad stuff, so the good stuff will outweigh the bad stuff, and God will change his standards and say, you know what, you made it into heaven, come on in. Well, word on the street is wrong. If you're counting on good works, being a good guy, keeping your nose clean, paying your taxes, and saluting the flag, if you, if you, if you think that will get you to where you wanna go, it's, it's not gonna happen. So that's fake news. But the good news is, took me a while to get there, the good news is God is good. The good news is in, in Ephesians, for example, chapter two, verses eight through 10, it says, for it is by grace that you've been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It's a gift of God, not by work so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God has a good plan, a great plan for every single person's life. Now, sometimes I know what some of the guys are thinking. You're like, okay, okay, okay. I get it. Ed. You're telling me God's a good God, right? Yes. 
You're telling me the Bible says after God created the heavens and the earth, he said it was good. Yes. After he created man, it was good. Yes, God said that. And you're telling me that God says even the laws in the Bible are good. Yes, I'm telling you what the Bible says. Good, 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 good. Well, how could a good God, how could a good God create evil? Do you know how many times people have asked me that question about a squillion? And I always answer, I have no idea. You stumped me on that one. No, I'm being sarcastic. God didn't create evil. He created good. But here's something else God created that's good. You ready for this? This is awesome. This is so deep. He created a freedom of choice. So we can either choose good, I'm talking about God kind of good, or we can choose a choice where God isn't in the game. And when we go down that rabbit hole, that is when we meet evil. God did not create evil. But there is a choice we can make where good isn't there. And you know, I've seen so many people in my life who've gone after this, they've chased after that. And it's almost as if God allows us to chase, whether we're jumping from bed to bed, whether we're doing deals and making millions of dollars or, or whether we're taking one trip after another trip or, or, or whether we're trying to get more and more famous. It's like, it's like God goes, okay, you want to do that away from me? Just go ahead and go for it. I'll give you fame. I'll give you money. I'll give you thrills and chills. But the end is a train wreck. Those things we chase so often in our freedom end up incarcerating us. God, though, is so good, he wants the best for you and me, and he says, my plan is good, and he says, trust me, trust me. I remember back in the day, we had some friends that lived in this exclusive neighborhood. I was like in high school, and I drove this dilapidated Cherokee chief. That's the car, if you have heard me speak before, when I caught that giant bull shark, in Galveston, I used to shark fish a lot, and we threw this bull shark in the back of my Cherokee chief, the tail sticking out of the car, and we drove up 45 north to Houston, and this big monster was thrashing, and cars were like, Aah. I mean, it's crazy. Well, this car didn't smell the best, as you can imagine. It's kind of broken down. And when I went to see our friends in this exclusive neighborhood, I'm thinking like, man, this car, they're, gonna, they're, they're not gonna let me in through the guard gate. There was this big guard that was standing there. And when I drove up for the first time, here's what he did. He smiled, winked, and waved me on through. I thought, wow. So every time, if I just drove up, he would smile, wink, and just wave me on through. We do not serve a God gate guard because there's only one password. His name is Jesus. That's how we get in, by relying on him, by surrendering our everything to him. Because I'm, you know, I'm a strong personality type person. I know I'm, I've been called the type A personality. That's a little bit of a joke, I am. 
I'm a pretty intense person. And my, and my favorite thing in life is not to just relinquish control or just, okay, I give up. Yet I've learned as I surrender, as I give up control to Jesus, that's when I gain control, real control from God. So when it comes to man, good isn't good enough, but God is truly good. My goodness always falls short. I can do good things away from God, but God's goodness by sending Jesus down the cross for our sins and rise again, when I surrender myself to him, that's when I understand what true goodness is all about. So the good news of Christmas is no one is good, Luke 18, 19 says, except God alone. So that's good news, that Jesus came and lived and died and rose again. Good news. You know, the Bible says that when we become followers of Christ, that we're literally clothed in Christ. The book of Romans talks about that, Romans chapter three and other places in scripture. So we're clothed in Christ. It's like we're naked spiritually and Jesus clothes us. I hate to confess this, but the first Christmas service that I did several days ago was in our Miami campus and I brought one suit, I wore a suit, and I thought I had everything with me and I show up and I'm getting dressed right before the service, no pants. I'm thinking there's no way I forgot my pants. Went out to the car and looked, no pants, no pants. I mean, I'm talking about the clock is ticking down. Well, there's a friend of mine there, a volunteer named Orlando, this big Cuban guy, ripped, you know. He said, I will take care of it. I said, okay. I don't know how fast this guy drove. Within 10 minutes, he came back with a pair of pants and he said, my gift to you. <laughs> and I took those pants and put them on and they fit perfectly. Is that crazy? I was able to speak and everything. No one even knew the difference. Well, Jesus fits perfectly in your life. He's the gift. The price has been paid. And all you have to do this Christmas is to put him on. And that is good news. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you so much for this opportunity just to be here in your house and to, and to be with people and to just express our love to you. And it's my prayer right now, God, if there's someone here, just simply say this. Just say, God, I want to admit to you the bad news that, that, that I'm a sinner, that I've messed up. And I know my sins have separated me from you. I've tried to get to you or discover the meaning of life in other venues and vices, but today, God, I'm turning from my sin, just say that, and turning to you, Jesus. I believe to the best of my ability that you sent, God, the Savior of the world to die on the cross for my sins and three days later to rise again. And right now, I ask you, Jesus, to come into my life. I turn from my sins and turn to you. I receive, just say that silently, the good news of Jesus. I give you all that I am and all that I'll ever ever be. 
Others of us here, maybe we've made that decision before and that's awesome. But it's our time to share the good news with so many people who need it through our lifestyle, through our language, through the places we go and and just the decisions we make. We are bearers, sharers of good news. Think about our sources. So God, we thank you for this time and we ask all these things in Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.